All right, it is Thanksgiving week, isn't it? Uh, some of you probably see this slide almost every year. Uh, this time of year, maybe on some social media, it's a square of nine uh, different uh, foods and, and choices. Uh, you, you'll just picture it from, there you go, there it is, a Thanksgiving meal. There are nine different things that might be part of Thanksgiving. Uh, now, on that list almost every year, or on this post, they, they either ask you, name the three things that you got to have or the three things that you don't mind uh, getting, getting rid of. Uh, so a couple of things there. So I don't know, is, is there something on there that can go away that you don't mind if, it, if you never saw it again? Rolls, pumpkin pie can go. Mac and cheese, wow. Jan, I'm worried about you. You're throwing everything overboard. Uh, and, it's, and it's really good uh, to just kind of take a look and say what these things are that are essential. Here's one of the things, and I'm worried about Jan here at this point. If you toss too many things overboard, then it's just lunch. It's just a regular meal. It ceases to be a Thanksgiving dinner. So there's a couple of things that you know maybe you could lose or a couple of things you could get rid of there. But you can't get rid of too much or else it's not Thanksgiving anymore. Now, the reason why I speak of this is because I want us to spend a little bit of time talking today about what it means to have a lasting and meaningful faith. Lasting and meaningful faith. Now, isn't that what we would desire for ourselves? That our faith, our walk with God, our relationship with Jesus would be described in those two words, that it would be lasting. It would be something that would be with us the whole rest of our life. It would not be a spurt. It would not be a season. But it would be something that lasts the duration of our lives and that we would want it to be meaningful. Not just a sticker on the back of our car, not just some small thing, but this is what animates us and gives us life and encouragement and purpose. We would want for ourselves to have a lasting and meaningful faith. Isn't that true? I can back up a little bit if we need to. Lasting and meaningful faith, I mean, that's something that we want. Not only do we want that for ourselves, but we want that for our children and our grandchildren. In our second service today, we're, we're going to have several families that are going to be coming for family dedications on this Thanksgiving uh, Sunday. And as they come, part of what they want for themselves is that they are having a lasting and meaningful faith. And what they really, really want is to have a lasting and meaningful faith for their children. Now, here's one of the challenges. We cannot give our children of faith. We cannot hand it to them. We cannot tuck them into bed with them. We, we, we cannot just say, here, it's yours. We, we, we would like to do that, wouldn't we? The, the truth is what we, we, what we have to do is that, that we have to pray for that for our children. Uh, the truth is that what we have to do for that is that we have to pray for that for our, our children. We, we, have to, we have to teach that to our children. We have to model that for our children. We have to put our children in places where they can grasp that for themselves. But at some point in time, they've got to own it. It's got to belong to them. It's just like when they're on the field and you're in the stands cheering for them. Boy, you'd like to do it, 
but they got to do it themselves. It's, it's just like uh, when they're in dance and they're doing their recital. Now you're sitting in the seat. Now you know every one of those moves, and, and, and you're just kind of doing this and doing this in your seat so nobody can really see it, but you've got every single move that they're doing in there. It's like the spelling bee where, where you have to cover your mouth because you're spelling the words uh, for them. It, 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 they got to do it for themselves. That's true in all of those things, except for science fairs. Now, you have to wait for your kids to go to bed, and then you do that all by themselves and hope that you have enough time to explain it to them in the morning. But the rest of it, they got to do it for themselves. We want them to have a lasting and a meaningful faith. And just like there are some things in terms of that Thanksgiving meal, if you take away too many of these things, then it ceases to be a Thanksgiving meal. There are some essential elements of our faith. There are some essential components of our faith that have to be there. Or it ceases to be a lasting and meaningful faith. I want you to see these here in 1 John chapter 5, the first 12 verses here. Let's read these this morning. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except for the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he who has come by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the blood and the water. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is truth. These are the three that testify, the Spirit, the water, the blood, and these three agree. If we receive the testimony of men... The testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has borne concerning his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made, whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his Son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we ask that your word would be so alive as we look at it today. Lord, that it would just jump off the page into our hearts. It would encourage us, refresh us, direct us. Well, we pray these things in your name. Amen. I want us to think about that lasting and meaningful faith today. Uh, when we take a look at this uh, this morning, what I want you to see is that lasting and meaningful faith is a, well, I would just say it's a three-dimensional faith. And what I mean by that is that it's not flat. It, it has it has. Life, it has a fullness to it. Jesus talks to us, and in fact, the Old Testament talks to us and says that you should love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. 
That, that's the opposite of a flat faith. It's got our soul, it's got our heart, it's got our mind. All of those things are, are present in terms of, of a real faith. In this passage of Scripture, it doesn't necessarily talk as specifically about heart, soul, and mind, but I want you to see here that it talks about belief, it talks about love, and it talks about obedience. That's what lasting and meaningful faith looks like. It looks as though it has all three of those. In fact, if you'll take your, your, your pencil or your pen or just even your finger and take a look here at 1 John chapter 5, just look at the first two verses. It says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. There it is. Belief, that, that, that's one of the components that, that you've got to have. Uh, the second one says is that everyone who loves the Father and loves who has been born of him. That, that second component is love. It says, by this we know that we have the love, that we love the children of God when we love God and we obey his components. That's what that fully dimensional, alive faith looks like. It includes Belief, believing in the real Jesus. In fact, uh, the bottom half of this passage talks about who this Jesus is and says, listen, he came in the body. He came, he was born of water. That means he had a physical birth. It means he, he was born with, with blood, and it talks about the, the, the time on the cross where, where, where the, the, the spear is thrust into him and the water and the blood comes out. This is the very real Jesus who was here. And who is testified by the very Spirit of God. This is Jesus. And we are called to believe in Jesus. And we can't have a, a full and lasting and meaningful faith if it is not anchored on belief in the real Jesus. In fact, the last part of this passage says, listen, this is it. This is Jesus. This is what you believe in. And there kind of isn't any other choice. I remember as a, as a little kid one time with my parents, we used to, uh, because of their ministry, we, we used to visit a lot of different churches. And I remember going to one church in particular where I don't know if it was a children's church or a Sunday school or something like that. Because I was a guest that Sunday, they told me that I get to pick something out of the treasure chest. Boy, they had my attention then. Now, I didn't fully understand this because I didn't really make a choice to come to church. My parents brought me. It's not like I did anything great. I just got in the car when they told me to. But they, they opened up the box, and, and I was allowed to pick something out of the treasure chest. Now, I don't know. They kind of sold me on treasure chest. I mean, I, I was expecting a laptop in there or something. I, I, I don't know what I was looking for. And I remember picking through there, and it's like, what else you got? Uh, the, the, the things were so little rinky little things uh, that they, they got. I remember looking in there and like, oh, I'm not interested in any of this stuff. One of the words that we have here is that Jesus is the treasure chest. He is it. And it's not rinky, it's not dinky, but, but the point being, he's it. There is no plan B. There is no backup choice. He is it. And the object that we are to believe in is Jesus himself. And so our faith has to include belief, but it also needs to include love. 
In fact, if you remember the passage last week and all the words highlighted, love, 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 throughout the, 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 the whole passage, that our faith to be fully dimensional, three-dimensional, needs to include love, and we need to love like Jesus loved, from his example for his purpose to count his name inside of our lives that we need to love like Jesus. But the passage also talks about obedience, that, that, that we need to obey. And in fact, one of the secondary words that we see all through 1 John, love would be the, the, the first word that we see in 1 John, but probably the second word that we would see in 1 John is command. Command. Obey. In fact, it says you are to obey His commandments. Now, sometimes that can feel kind of heavy. Uh, sometimes that can feel kind of rough. Oh, man, obey somebody's commandments. I, I don't know about that. But the passage of Scripture assures us because at the end of verse 3 it says, listen, his commandments, they're not burdensome. They're not heavy. They're good. They're good. Our life is blessed when we live under his commandments and his direction for our lives. A lasting and meaningful faith is a three-dimensional faith. I would also say that a lasting and meaningful faith is, is an integrated faith. Because when it comes to belief and to loving and to obeying, one of the things that I want you to notice in life, one of the things I want you to notice in this passage of Scripture, is that all of them lean on each other and they have to work together. In fact, it says here in verse 1, if you believe then you will love. They're, they're, they're connected. How, how do you know that you love? Because you believe. How, how do you know that you, you believe? Because you obey. All of these things are connected together. We can't just pick our two favorites out of the three. We can't say, you know what, I, I'm okay with believing and I'm okay um, with obeying. I don't know, man. I just, let's just leave my heart out of this. Do I really have to love? I'll just do the tasks, even if I can just leave love out of it. Or, or maybe you say, you know what, I'm going to believe everything doctrinally that there is to believe, and, and I'm going to love God, and I'm going to love the people around me. But there's a couple of the commandments that I'm not so sure about. There's a couple of the commandments that if you ask me that they shouldn't be there. A couple of the directions from God that I don't agree with. And so I'm going to leave those aside. You might even be a person who says, you know what? I, uh, I don't have any problem with loving. And I don't have a problem uh, with obeying the, the, the guidelines from God. But man, there's some doctrinal stuff there that, that, that that's just really a stretch for me. I don't know that if I can believe those things. A full faith includes believing, it includes loving, and includes obeying. I never did get a good picture of it because I was driving most of the time, but on the, on the road, on the old Baton Rouge Highway between my house and uh, Albany, uh, on the right-hand side, there was a little Cessna airplane 
that didn't have any wings. I don't know if it was the one that landed on the interstate a couple years ago. You, you remember that? Uh, but I always wanted to take a picture of that, and I just wanted to have a caption there. That's not going to fly. It, it's got no wings. It's not going to fly. Two-thirds faith isn't going to fly. We need to believe. We need to love. And we need to obey. In fact, Jesus has a conversation with one man where he looks at the man who really wants to be a follower of Jesus, wants to, to, to be on Jesus' team, wants to love Jesus. And as they have a conversation, Jesus covers a couple areas and kind of diagnoses some things in his life and says, listen, there's one thing that you lack. There's one thing that you lack. It's not a full faith. You don't have belief, love, and obey. And he says, go take care of this one thing, and then you can follow me with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all of your soul. It tells us that in that case, the man went away because the part of his life that Jesus was speaking to was, was a hard part of his life. Sometimes we would like to take two out of three because there's a part of that full orb of faith that is hard for us. But the calling on our life is that we are to believe, that we are to love, and we are to obey. I would also just say that a lasting and meaningful faith is a growing faith. A lasting and meaningful faith is a growing faith. And what I mean by that is if we take a look at these three elements of faith, belief, love, and obedience, Probably at almost any day in our lives, there's going to be one of those that's just a little bit out of whack. Isn't that true? Uh, let me tell you everything that I know about pottery. It's done with clay. All right, that's it. That's everything that I know. But, but I've watched a couple YouTube videos. I've watched a couple of things where, where it you know, just kind of spins on that, on, that, on that wheel. And the person who is that master potter is just making these tiny adjustments all of the time. They, they put their hand inside of that pottery uh, to make sure that it's smooth and it's round all of the way. It is constantly something where they are making adjustments and corrections of all of the time. Uh, the truth is there's a degree that that needs to happen in my life. And just as much as the potter says, wait a minute, it's gotten a little bit out of shape in this direction. It's too heavy on this side. I need to spread some of this out over onto this other side. In the same way, we need to do that in our lives spiritually so that our lives are fully made up of belief and of love and obedience. There'll be times in our life that one of those gets a little wacky. Well, one of those gets uh, a little bit out of shape. Now, now maybe there, there's just a personality issue. Maybe for you, obedience is really, really hard. It's just your personality. Maybe for you, the emotional loving is really, really hard. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe for you, man, you're just a natural born skeptic. 
You're just cynical about so many things. And so for you, it's a difficult thing for you to have one of these things. And so what you have to do as a person who's growing is that you have to be adjusting to that area. But maybe, maybe it's part of the way in, in, in which you grew up. Maybe it's part of your experience. Maybe it's part of the way that you were taught that, that emphasized one of these or minimized uh, one of these. I would tell you that probably the way that, that, that I grew up, I, it was emphasized belief and obedience. That they matter. Those are really, really important. And probably those were the things that were poured into me. And so probably for me, the area that I have to continually come back to and try to develop and remind myself that it matters is that love. Because I can focus on, I believe the right things, and I do the right things, but does my heart chase after the right things? Sometimes it can be a season of life. Uh, sometimes it can just be in this season, I'm having a hard time obeying. I'm having a hard time believing. I'm having a, a, a hard time loving. Whatever the case may be, sometimes we will see one of these areas get a little bit out of whack. And just like the potter with, with, that, with that lump of clay on the wheel, part of our calling and assignment is when one area gets out of whack, loses its shape, we need to make sure that we pay some extra attention there. That's how we grow, is that as these areas come and go and strengthen and weaken, that we're constantly working on those things. Now, I, you know, there's a temptation inside of me to, to put up a picture with a pie chart and say one-third here, one-third here, one-third here, and say, look, that's the way your life should look. I'm... I'm pretty sure that's not the way it is. I, I don't, you know, really what we should have is it's more like a really good cake where we've got three layers and it goes all the way through. It's not a pie, it's a cake. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a cake where it's got all three of those layers. But, but this is what I would say is that when people look at your life, they should be able to see belief and they should be able to see love. And they should be able to see obedience. That should be present in your life when people see you. Now your personality is going to still be there. Your, your experience is still going to be there. That season is still going to be there. But they should be able to see each and every one of those things. And I would say that the flip side of that is that that's what they see looking looking toward you, but we need to be able to see looking out at the world, we should be able to see through some lenses that every time we look out at the world, we should see belief, and we should see love, and we should see obedience. I believe, well, that's part of it, I love, <laughs> but, but but it is my conviction that, that if we can see in ourselves and pass on to our children a faith that covers all three, it's what we believe, 
It's what stirs our heart toward God and toward others and our commitment to obey what he does. That is lasting and meaningful faith. Let me pray for you. Our Heavenly Father, as we come today, Lord, we want to hear these words and we want to understand these words. Lord, we, we don't want to have partial faith. We don't really want to just build up half of our faith or a third of our faith. Lord, we, we want to be able to connect with you on every aspect of our lives, our heart, our mind, and our soul, our belief, our love, and our obedience. The Lord, as, as folks are here today, Lord, I pray that your spirit would just kind of speak to them about maybe one part of this faith. That needs to be renewed, rejuvenated, given life. Lord, I, I'm convinced that any one of these three can be lacking. And that all three of these matter. And so, Lord, I'm asking for your spirit to convict and to call and to refresh across this room. Lord, I pray these things in your name. Amen.